This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Greater than all situations and circumstances, He is high and lifted. God of the whole earth is He. Everything written about Him is great. And He came as a great one, the Son of the living God. We give you worship, we give you praise. Thank you, rock of our salvation. Who is like you? Glorious in holiness and fearful in praise. Thank you, thank you, Father. In Jesus' most wonderful name, we have worshipped. Accept our worship, Lord. Uh, We ask that as we gather unto you this morning to the early afternoon, Meet every need. I pray specifically for those who are weighed down. Let there be lifted for you. Jesus, after 40 days of fasting and praying, the enemy came to tempt him. Every temptation in our way, every arrow of the enemy, we resist right now in the name of Jesus. We stand with all our brethren going through one period of heaviness on the other. We stand together and we decree in the name of Jesus, receive lifting now in Jesus' name. I'm trusting you, Father. Now by next week on Thanksgiving Sunday, this house shall be filled with testimonies. For what you have done already, we thank you. For that sister that you put smile on her face. For disaster that you averted. For birthdays and growth, we thank you. You are a faithful God. Please accept all our thanks and praise. Please, once again, Lord, even as we are hearing your words this afternoon, let our hearts stay thankful. Let praise never cease to flow from us. And at the end, all the glory and praise will be yours. In Jesus' most wonderful name we pray. Hallelujah. God bless you. May be seated. God bless you. We are all welcome in Jesus' name. Today is the last Sunday in the month of February, the month of Holy Ghost power. Uh, We pray that whatever area residual in our lives, that we are still trusting for the manifestation of power, that the Lord will appear to you and I. Um, The previous weeks we've been talking about this Holy Spirit power. Uh, Last week we spoke about understanding power. Uh, We mentioned a few things. So today, we shall be talking about walking in Holy Spirit power. Walking in Holy Spirit power. I pray that the Lord will speak to us individually. And we shall live here assured that we have received impartation. 
When we say work, it simply means that we are immersed in it. It's a way of life. You've heard it said before that you should not only talk the talk, but you should do what? Walk the walk. What that is telling me is that walking it should be a regular thing and the regular way that we live. So when we say walking in Holy Spirit power, it simply means the Holy Spirit power should be a regular function or manifestation or whichever word you want to use in our lives. Galatians 5.25 says it clearly. He said, if we live in the Spirit, we should also walk in the Spirit. May the manifestation of the Holy Spirit power be a regular and daily effect and experience in our lives in Jesus' name. We, we quickly just read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 12. I have quite a few things to share with us, and so I'll just go straight to the point. But let's just look at the text. we we'll take a few verses there. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We start verse 1. He said, Now concerning spiritual gift, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you are Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you are led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the spirit, To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works in all these, distributing to each one. Everybody say, each one individually as he wills. The plan of God is that you and I and every one of us must walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And walk we shall in Jesus' name. I'll go straight to a few things that I've jotted down here. How to obtain Holy Ghost power. Now, I'll share a few things with you there. How do we obtain Holy Spirit power? I also want to first establish that this power is freely available and no one should be left without the power. Hallelujah. Uh, so the first point, the first way you can obtain the power is you must have the right to carry or use the power. You must have the right to carry or use the power. You know, in John chapter 1 verse 12, it says that to as many as believe in him, to them gave he power or right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So the authority must precede, precede the receiving of the power. Amen? And 
The easiest power we can relate to in our lives is the power that we see the politicians ways, you know, that they, um, that they use. You know, they have a lot of power. They don't have only power over their own lives. They have power over your life and mine. They make rules and laws that will affect you. And theirs is a very tangible power in our time that we must always be very careful to understand. But when you look at politicians, what is usually the right that they have before they can exercise that power? Usually it's not education. Usually it's not, um, you know, how, you know, learned they are. It's usually two things that is used. And the same thing applies to us as believers. First, the place of birth. Because your birth is important. You cannot be the president of this or prime minister we have in the United Kingdom unless you are either naturalized or native born. Amen. Number two, usually they put an age limit. When you look at these two things carefully, that are the basic qualifications, you want to use that word qualification in a limited sense, they are not things that you got any influence over. You don't have any much influence over where you're actually born. Neither you have influence where you eventually find yourself. Now, what is that telling me? That is telling me that for you also in the spiritual to receive Holy Spirit and have the right, it cannot be by your qualification. It has to be by your birth into the spirit, into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So it's by birth. And of course, by your maturity as well. Those are the two things that they are the basic qualification for having the right to receive the power. So before we go very far, are you actually born into the kingdom of God? Because seeking that power outside of that kingdom is going to be futile. But thank God, you being born into the kingdom of God has got nothing to do with what you do. Because Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 tells me what? It says, by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. And verse 9 says, so that no, not of works lost anyone should boast. So, please, once you have that, you are qualified. Hallelujah. And receive, we shall receive in Jesus' name. So, number one qualification, that is, how to receive it is that you must be a member of the kingdom of God. Number two, you must be in good standing with the giver of the power. You must be in good standing with the giver of the power. Number one way to be in good standing with him is by obedience. If he tells you something, you have to do it. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 30 says it, but in verse 28 is what we need. You must be in good standing. Verse 28 says, when he was talking about the parable of talent, those that were given talent, remember very clearly, and the man that was given one talent, he says that because he was not obedient, they took the talent from him. You remember? And give it to the person that was obedient. Obedience is the key to receiving spiritual power. And I pray God will help us with our obedience. Obedience can involve very simple things like, you know, get up and pray. Can involve simple things like, don't put your money into that business. No matter how attractive it is. Obedience might involve, don't go on that journey. Obedience might involve, don't take that job. I pray that we shall all get to that point one of these days in which we shall be so obedient unto the Lord that we obey him even when he seems to hurt us. I shared with you before a man that was looking for jobs for years and eventually got a very good job and the job was paying good money at that time. I'm talking of going to 15 years ago, probably close to about 60,000 pounds. That's some good money. Even today, still good money. Amen. And so when he was offered this job, 
He then told the, those people, the, the employers, he said that he will come back with it. They gave him right there and said, that's the offer, right on the table. This is the amount. Come on, say yes. And the guy said, please give me time. I need to go and think about it. They must have thought, are you crazy? Think about this. And he went to the Lord to pray. My, that's obedience. Of course, the end of the story is that the Lord said you should take it. Amen. <laughs> I think that's a sign of relief for you. But what of if the Lord has said no? A man that said, I believe, will have said, Lord, you got something greater for me. Because obedience is very central. Hallelujah. May the Lord help you. May the Lord help me. So you must be in good standing. Number two, good standing is that you must be close. Closeness, intimacy with the Lord. And this is so, so important. So, so important that we should be intimate with him. When I was reading the scriptures, I found out that even the disciples, they leave that for us to see. <laughs> you know, there was a time that Jesus Christ, you remember the PJJs? Remember them? Okay, Peter, James, uh, and we said, if God, the usual fourth one is who? Andrew. So PJJ, okay, PJ, amen. All right. Now, do you know that PJJ, Peter, James, and John, there was a day, before I digress, let me just finish that story first. There was a day that they went up to the mountaintop with Jesus Christ, you remember? And by the time they came down, we're talking about closeness to God, and I will make it a little bit clearer to them. When they came down from the mountain, they met an issue. What was the issue? The other disciples, they were trying to cast out a demon, and the demon was not living. Do you know that was the only time the Bible recorded failure by the disciples? Recorded. They must have had others. And that was the only time the three were not with them. And those three were the closest to him. Maybe, I don't know, they carried more power because they were close to him. Maybe Peter was able, despite the fact that he was possibly the least educated of them all, he carried so much power that his shadow was healing. Maybe because they were so close unto him, they knew what others didn't know. It was not fair on them. You've taken them off. They've seen things. You've impacted them. And you're now blaming us, master. But Jesus draws close to who draws close to him. If you make yourself available, he will draw close to you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. When others are spending time fasting and praying, don't, don't, don't laugh at them. If you want to draw close to him. When others are just church, 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 you say, well, are you the one, as they usually say colloquially, are you the one that killed the mother of Jesus? When they said, you know, I'm, I'm, I, please, I can't talk now. They always see you carrying your Bible. They always see that your mouth is always sharing the gospel. Then when you begin to see the power of God in their lives, don't grumble. God is never partial. He's never. I know him. I know him that much. Intimacy works. If you are close to him, he will be close to you. If you decide that when others are chatting away, you spend your time to just draw close, you will find the benefit. How do I draw close? Very quickly. I've got so many examples, but let me just tell you a few of how to draw close. Number one, you must be around him. That seems to be obvious, but not so obvious. Be around him in private. Be around him in private in the place of prayer. Spend a lot of time meditating. Spend a lot of time just creating an atmosphere in which you are around the master. Hallelujah. Be around him. Be around him. Be around him in public. When we call meetings, attend. Sometimes some of these meetings, God descend when you don't expect him to descend. That's how to get intimate. 
Sometimes it might be poorly attended meeting, and yet God will show up there. Except there is a particular reason for you not to be there. Then God can arrange to deposit you to your own home. But if you are supposed to be there and you are not there, forget it. That's the way it works. He makes sure that it's those that draw close to him that he will draw close to. How can we get intimate with him again? Ask him questions. Hallelujah. If you ask him questions, you will not end up questioning him. What does it mean to ask questions? When things are happening, don't wait and say, Lord, oh, see, why have you done this? Just ask, just have attitude of asking questions. See things going around the world. Lord, what is going on? Start with things that don't concern you. Start with things that you don't understand. When everybody's just shooting their mouth, as we say, when they are drawing conclusions that don't make sense, ask God. Ask God, what is written in the Bible? Why was it written like that? Some of them, it might tell you, some of them might not. Ask him the reason. Why is it that the flood came, not fire? He might tell you. Those are the people that are seeking God. And let that start early. And he will help you in Jesus' name. And this man that God used, of all the disciples, who was the one that asked questions most? Peter. Always asking questions. As if others knew it all. Usually pride is behind the reason why people don't ask questions. You know why we don't ask questions? They may discover I don't know. The truth is that we know you don't know already. Because it's only a fool that we think that because you know one or two things, everybody will assume you know everything. It's even folly for you to think. As I'm standing here, there are tons of things I don't know. Of course, it's obvious. <laughs> Believe me, as I'm sitting down there too, there are many things you don't know. Too many. So don't be afraid of ignorance. Ask questions. Ask that I don't know. I mean, I've been in circumstances before, and usually common when children are growing up. If it's a sign of youth or adolescence, if you don't have the boldness to ask questions, if you've gone out with your teenage children before you remember it, especially very early adolescence, when you go to the store and you're asking, they say, Dad, don't ask. I say, I will ask. And then we've been walking up and down the aisle for the past 30 minutes. I can't find it. I called the shop assistant. Please, where do you hang this one? I said, Dad, don't ask. As far as they're concerned, everybody should, you know, the, the assumption is that we know it. You know, at that age, and don't, don't, don't be hard on those teenagers. You are like that before. You are probably worse. At that teenage years, we believe we know everything. And so if you are still an adult and you are still thinking you know everything, you don't ask. God question and ask others questions, it's very unlikely you are safe to be released power onto. When you see a person start saying, I know more than everybody else, it's very unsafe. Very, very unsafe. May such not come to your life. In my relationship, when a wife knows more than what, what can you tell me? I know when I married you. Or the husband is saying it's true. I know, I know where we're coming from. Ask questions. Above all, ask God questions. Number three, of how to be close. Listen to him. Listen to him. You know, the issue about questions is that when I usually have small group meetings, and I love them, I love them by the special grace of God, because I was built through small groups. Whether small group meetings in the office or small groups, uh, when I used to attend a fellowship more, they're all very beneficial to me. I found that the best of revelation and understanding that I have, I always share it in those small groups. Because it brings intimacy. There's something about it that brings intimacy. Number three, listen to Jesus. Recognize his voice. His voice must be a delight to you. 
learn the various ways he speaks. The more subtle, the more intimate. The more subtle the voice of the Lord that you can pick in the world, the more intimate. Many people, we are sitting and God has been speaking. We are not hearing because we are not close enough. We shall be closer from today. I said we shall be closer from today. This month shall be a transformational month for you and I. I'm trusting that in the month of March, we shall explode with this power of God. And so that's why I believe the Lord laid out on our hearts that we spend adequate time to explain this line by line. And we will not leave here until there's a turn in our lives in the area of power. What is number three area or way in which you can obtain this power? Number one is that you must have the right, amen? You must be in good standing with the giver. Number three, you must be open to receive the power. You must be open to receive the power. You see, this funny thing about spiritual power is that, do you know, you don't need to ask before you are giving. I say that again. That may shock you. The thing about Holy Spirit power is that you don't need to ask for it to be given to you. Strange. Because all it takes is for you to tick some boxes and God will impact with the power. I can't remember the day I prayed. There are times to ask. I will talk about that later. But generally speaking, the first set of gifts we get, you are never, you never ask. Let's start with talent. The talents and gifts that you have in your life, your normal predisposition in life, your normal ability. Did you ask for them? When were you given? When you were born? The same thing when you give your life to Christ, when you get born again, that is when you are given these gifts. Even though they have not started manifesting yet, you don't need to ask. And don't let them deceive you. Which means you carry some gift already that we have not seen. And you know what? You are shortchanging me. You are. Because the benefit is for me. And the gift I carry, I must use them so that you can be blessed. Hallelujah. And it's important for us that we settle this in our heart. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. How do we receive it? First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. How do we receive it? It says, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as what? As what? It's his decision. Hallelujah. All right. What is involved? Quickly, in openness. Number one, you need to wait. Amen. You need to do what? You need to do what? Waiting does not mean, wait, wait, we don't learn to wait anymore. Waiting means waiting. Because in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Luke 24, 49, hallelujah. And by the time you leave, the Bible said the entrance of your world gives light and gives understanding to the simple. May the Lord, may the Lord cause his word to enter us today. Amen. May that word work for you. Amen. May that word work for me. Amen. Because this word, as they are going forth, gently, and smoothly, they will cause change in your heart. That you begin to declare and decree over nations and there shall be performance of it. Your family shall be the first recipient. Luke chapter 24 verse 14, Behold, I send the promise of the Father, of my Father upon you, but wait in the city of Jerusalem, thank you, until you are Waiting means sitting down and waiting. You can be praising him, you can be singing, but wait means wait. The Bible didn't give us the prayer points to pray in the upper room because it was not clear. How many prayers were recorded in the Bible? Many. The Pauline prayers were recorded Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17, Colossians chapter 1 verse 17, quite a lot. In fact, the prayer that popped, the Peter prayer on the video of Peter was recorded, but in the upper room they were not told. Maybe they were not praying. 
The Bible said they gathered together. And their prayer are not request kind of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we must learn to wait. Practical ways to wait. Because we have probably not been instructed to wait or to live our Christian life as maybe some of the previous generations were taught and some of us were taught as well. When I gave my life to Christ, I was taught that when I do my quiet time, and quiet time is that you must find a time of the day in which you set a time aside and read your scripture and pray. But one important thing is that after you pray, some of us remember, they said you should do what? Stay still and wait. Oh, those, are, those were wonderful times when I first gave my life to Christ. I share some of those testimonies with you. One of the day, I finished praying and I was waiting there and I heard very clearly a death dictated to me. I was applying to go to Northern Ireland, to the Republic of Ireland at that time, before I eventually came to the United Kingdom. I was going to continue with my postgraduate training. And that day was, I think it was the 13th of March or something like that, 11th of March. Yeah, 11th of March, yes, 11th of March. And it was dictated to me. So I didn't know. So, of course, I had, and I didn't know what to do with it. And God knew that it's not going to change my life for, for much. You know, you would tra- the way you train a person is that you throw something to them, you let them learn the hard way so that they don't make that mistake anymore. So I had that. Good, I was happy. I was jumping up. But do you know what happened? I got a letter from where I applied to. Guess the date was dated, 11th of March. What was the answer? We are sorry. If I had understanding, 11th of March will have been a date that I will have soaked in prayer. That will have called heavens down upon. Product of waiting. I can't finish listing them. Share with you before, when God spoke clearly to me, you know, after I finished praying, you know, at that time, I was praying to have a wife. Hallelujah. You are saying amen very clearly to that one. I know your amen is that at least I got an answer. And I remember, this is not the, it's not the answer that God gave me on that day. It was another, it's like a decoy, but God told me. He, he called a name for me. Some of you have had that testimony before. I had the name clearly. And I didn't know what to do. I still was waiting there, all waiting. Some of these things we are asking and agonizing about. If you wait a little bit, maybe things will be clearer. If we just don't keep rushing around and dashing all over, maybe we will be out of this problem quicker. So as I stayed there, I had that name. I said, Lord, this name, I've never had. And it's not within my circle of influence at all. It's the, it's the, and then the, nurse, the Lord showed me a building. I was a little bit wiser than that, 11th of March. So I connected the name to the, and I went to the building. I knocked. I asked people, in this building, is there anybody with this name there? And they told me the room of the person. You remember? I got there. This particular person actually and I told, I was very plain. I mean, we drunk crazy things. I just told her, I said, look, I don't know why I'm here, to be honest. I was praying for marriage, but, and I got this revelation, I'm here. So she brushed my marriage issue aside. <laughs> she said she has problems. <laughs> and she showed me the, 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 the bottle of Valium that was on her table. She was about to swallow them and kill herself. I said, don't do that. I prayed for her. She gave her life to Christ. She vanished into thin hair. I didn't see her again. Thank God I'm not missing her. But the truth of the matter is that, please, let's learn to wait. Amen? And these things are real and practical. Number two, way for you to receive the power being open. 
That is, under being open, your openness will involve waiting, will open focus as well. Just put Acts 3, 4. I've got still a long way to go. Put Acts 3, 4 on the screen. I will take my time by the gracious grace of God. And I pray this will be a reference point for you. Those of you that you know it, get reminded about them. Those of us that some of the points are new, please take them in because you are entering to a new zone of power. A new season of power. And you shall be invisible to the enemy in Jesus' name. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at focus. Both of them, they were focused. They were focused and the power came. Number three, under how or what is involved in openness, be sensitive. And I've mentioned that in passing, sensitivity to hear, sensitive to see, sensitive to, to feel. How can you hone your sensitivity? Very simple. Be soft-hearted. You will not be sensitive unless you are soft-hearted. Have an attitude of soft-heartedness. Don't let things harden you up. Feel for people. All and majority of the, of the miracles the Lord did, they are through that. And I will mention that in another section. But good enough that we've mentioned the main first block, which is how to receive the power. Number one, we said, please do all within you, you that you can do. Make sure that you are qualified. Make sure that you have got, you know, a close work with him through intimacy. And make sure that you are open. Number two, how do you deploy the power because of our time? How do you deploy that? Very quickly, I'll tell you, number one, faith. As I mentioned to you before, every one of us will carry a degree of this power. The problem is that we have not deployed them. There are People who are supposed to prophesy here, you have not even tried. There are some of us who are supposed to be receiving word of knowledge, we have not been functioning in them because we have not got the faith. What is the faith means that step out without you being afraid. What are you afraid of? Afraid that it will not happen? Don't worry, you will not be the first. You will not. If any evangelist or any pastor or any bishop or any apostle will keep worrying about the prayers he pray for people and they don't get answered, they will not turn up the next day. What you remember is I remember that God is God. You remember the ones that you prayed and God answered. And you continue. You are not God. In fact, Jesus himself prayed the prayer was not answered. I'm talking to you about what hinders people most, which is this fear of, hey, what if it does not happen? It does not happen. You are not God. The pre-reason many people are afraid of stepping to operate the gift of the Spirit. I'm not talking to people here to just bless you and receive. I'm talking to you can be a blessing. Can be a blessing. The reason why people are afraid to step out is because you are afraid of your reputation. If it does not happen, they will blame me. You know why you are feeling that way? It's usually that if it happens, you are taking the credit. It can't be both ways. Usually, usually, search yourself. If they give testimony, eh, eh, pastor prayer or whatever, I do, I've psyched myself, I pray, do everything to just say, Lord, it's got nothing to do with me. And if you look at it carefully, you find out that your input is very small. In fact, the ones that people say, he prayed and God answered, they're usually the ones that you yourself, you didn't carry back the prayer you prayed. Or you even prayed the prayer, you can't even feel any energy coming out of you. But you just know that it's God that did it. So if it does not happen, I'm releasing you to the liberty to function for Jesus now. And function you will in Jesus' name. Faith is, and, and we've paused a little bit on it and spent time on it. Hallelujah. Faith is of the heart. Somebody say faith is of the heart. 
It's of the heart. It's of the heart. Faith is not in just what you say. Faith is of the heart. And so if you will have good faith so that the Holy Spirit can come upon you and fill you and use you, you must have a very strong heart. Many of us are too feeble-hearted. A prayer you must pray every day is, Lord, strengthen my heart. Let me tell you something very personal to me. For the past two months or so, and just confirmed, when we were talking at home, God has been telling me, you don't need any other thing. What you need is more boldness. If the Lord is telling me, believe me, he's telling you. And where did he hide? It hid is also in Acts chapter 4. When the disciples were troubled, it was boldness they were lacking. And they prayed for boldness. And so when, I, when the Lord told me that I needed boldness, it was not him telling me that I'm down in the dump. That was the prayer that Peter and his group prayed. When did they pray it? After Pentecost Day. After 3001. After the man at the beautiful gate was. Yet, the man was still to have boldness. I tell you, brethren, and we did the whole sermon of confidence. May the Lord make us to be as bold as lion. What lion used to be lion is not size. What lion used to be lion is not even the strength of his claws. Look at a lion very A lion is not that big. Neither is it that strong. You know what he has? Boldness. He has a lion heart. When I see all those bulls and all those um, big, big herds of uh, buffalo or whatever, you've seen them in, in programs before. You've seen about 5,000 of them running. And you see only three lions chasing them. I say, are you full? Even with this, your horn. All you need to do is just turn. I say, come. And occasionally they, they deer, they deer the lions, you remember? And when they do deer, the, the lions flee. And the lions play on one thing. They are weak at it. You know, the lion that goes around roaring, pretending that it's the real lion. When the lion jumped is the real lion. You know what? That's what he's banking upon. Our feeble-mindedness. He said, when I just do like that, they will run. Let's stop running. Whichever way it comes, make up your mind. I will fight this to the finish. You can't be stronger than he that is in you. Faith is of the heart. We must, dis- we must, de- we must develop strong hearts. Many at times we jelly too much. You know what made the lion? Lion is not afraid of death. Never. That's what I said. Above all, make sure if you close your eyes now, go to heaven. Those that were strong in those days, they were never afraid of death. Why should you be? If you have set to your destiny. Sincerely, except for people I'm living behind, I'm serious. I'm not having a death wish here. I'm not. Especially for people, you know, people around me that will sorrow. I'm prepared to go and meet Jesus now. What are you doing here? Unless you don't know vision of heaven. We were singing here yesterday. This was heaven that I was seeing. I was thinking, I was, I said, talk of, I said, one day we shall see Jesus. What's in this world? Whatever money you have, by the time you are 80, you can't enjoy it. Unless you are a president who is president at 94. <laughs> I had the privilege of being around old people. After a stage, they don't enjoy food anymore. All the money, and believe you me, what money you have that you can't eat properly is no money. I mean, I don't have big size, but occasionally when I eat, by the special grace of God, you know what wealth is? You eat what you want to eat. I can share plenty of story with you. I go shopping. I love shopping. As I tell you, it's kind of therapy for me sometimes. I just, 
I just walk up and down the aisle. And sometimes I go to the chef, I pick one or two things from there. I don't want to eat them. And I tell them, well, you know, you have a fairly large family. It, should be, it could be larger. Praise God for my large family. And then somebody will go and pick it. And they will eat it. I keep telling them, I say, you know the problem, you can eat anything this time. When I bought that thing, it's for the simple, there are other things you can eat, but this is not a regular. Uh, 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 uh. It's not a regular. If it's the normal baked beans and chips or whatever, eat it. But this one, you know, it's, it's, don't touch it. And if you touch it, buy it back. Because they don't know the day I visit it. I've just done some days of fasting, and the only thing that I want to eat is just that simple thing. And you know what I call riches? That's why I believe I'm rich. Irrespective of your take on it. If by the special, and they don't cost much. They might just be under five, usually under five pounds. But when I need it, I can eat it. Now, all we are chasing in the world, by the time you are 90, I can't even be buying those things anymore. They, they, I, I, I had the benefit. My father died fairly young. My mother lived very old. The woman was losing taste as she was going on. Close, and I know many old people. What I'm simply telling you is that there's a place better than this place. And so, don't be afraid of death. That's how I got there. Be confident that if I go home, Lord, take care of those that are here. We shall be more daring. Everything, oh, 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 there's nothing, oh, oh. If that is not working, Lord, my life is still there. Even if my life is not there, you are still God. After all, I'm going to a better place. Shout hallelujah. Let's have strong spirit, brethren. Let's have strong spirit. And there are things that make a spirit to be strong. Number one, good food. And the same thing, or that make a body to be strong, the same thing with the spirit. Amen? Good food. Am I wrong or right? And proper food, not only good food. You must eat well. If your spirit will be strong, you must be choosy about what you eat into your spirit. You can't eat junk there. And you must eat regularly. Don't read the Bible to placate your conscience. Read the Bible because you want to feed your spirit. Read the Bible because you want to stumble on a word. The day I got the word that I will not lack. Despite the father's lack and poverty and every wrong thing is facing me, the day I knew that by the special grace of God, there's no, if one door closes, another one will open. In fact, I so believe the word of faith in that area. I still need to know some other things. That stone will turn to money for me. <laughs> if you be receiving that, you receive it again. Now, it, it, even on stone. But how did I stumble on that? I was eating well. I still need to eat well for other areas. Eat well. Spiritually. Feed your, don't feed your, your store with junk. So many wrong doctrines and useless things outside there. People that are half-baked themselves. Look for people who have, who have, who have labored in the world for, for generations. And dare I say, most of the recent and more recent writers, they are not in that category. I'm sorry. I feel you can pick here and there. For faith, I read Oyedepo. I read Kenneth, Kenneth Egin. And I know even what to read for each one. For practical holiness, I read Yadeboye. I know, I know, I know what food to eat. And I know the store to get them. I won't go and get some real, is it caviar you call it or whatever? A special food, eh? Cavri, not cavri. Caviar. I won't go and get caviar in Asda. And God bless us there. 
There are places to go for the right thing. Are you listening to me? I'm saying this so I can sink in, brethren. I'm not joking. I'm sinking. And please laugh. What I'm saying is let it sink. Look for the right place. Not only food will build your spirit, also exercise will build your spirit. That is the one we don't want. Do you know opposition is the greatest exercise to build your spirit? First, first Samuel chapter 17. What was the young boy saying? He said, the young lion I slay and the bear I slew. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He was getting his exercise from those problems. If he was whining and run, Lord, am I the only one? Hey, my father had 20 children. See, I'm the only one left in the bush. Today, bear. Tomorrow, lion. <laughs> he was not complaining. He knew his spirit was being built. He knew he was getting stronger. On top of that, they were trying to choose a king. He was not even remembered. And I'm sure they would have told him. Like you, you make you clean. They didn't even remember him. And yet he never barely ached. It was knowing that, you know what? I'm building myself. Every opposition around you is building you. It's building you. And don't despise them. The day the Lord told me, I can tell you that testimony a thousand and one times. I qualified as a doctor, rising. And Nigeria was still good at that time where I was practicing. Was coming, and my tire was flat. In fact, God bless my wife for marrying me. The kind of car I used to marry herself. My tire was, was completely something. You know what? And I went to my bank. I said, you know, please give me an advance to buy a tire before my salary comes. A tire for my car. And the bank manager said no. Tire. I was so sorrowful. As I was walking out, dejected, is this what my life has turned to? 1991. Yeah, was it 19, you have, you have traveled in like 1991. I was walking dejected. Ah, ah. With all this reading to 3 a.m. People have read three years, they are gone, five years. Travel to remote parts of the country, saying they are training you. And yet, I can't buy tire. On top of that, I'm now born again. And the Spirit of the Lord said, if thou faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. From then on, adversity, I've made up my mind, will not make me vulnerable anymore. It took that humiliating situation. Because the boy is very, with all due respect, and I know everything is not education. That boy sitting behind the counter telling me, he was a school sat holder. He's not putting as much into life. When I had my own school site, I went to the remote village to go and teach. The boss goes to that village only once a week and comes bring me back to town at the end of the week. It was the maroon place I was. The first food the, the locals gave me there, the pepper in it, completely <laughs> depilated my... And yet I haven't gone through that. You, this small boy, you are telling me that. But all that puts on one side. I knew for certain that from now on, boy... You need to be strong for yourself. You will be strong. Amen. You will be strong. Amen. Your spirit will be strong. Amen. And your faith will rise in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Just for sake of completion, not only exercise and feeding, drills. And I just named those ones so that we move on. Drills. Prayer is a drill. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. Acts chapter 6 verse 4. He said we shall give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. 
Mark chapter 1, verse 35. It says, very early before the Jesus Christ our Lord rose up. Please pray. Pray, build, prayer builds a person. It's drills that we go fasting is another drill. Paul the apostle said, I fasted more than them all. No wonder I saw miracles more than them all. We need to fast, oh brethren. And fast often, for that matter. And to see those that genuinely are moving the power. Can't you see they are shrinking? All those big men of God. But as their physical body is shrinking, their spirit is growing. A very muscular spirit. So the ones that every government will, they will, they will collude. Who doesn't like food? I've told you now, I love food. Or should I eat? When I know this taste for food, we even vanish at this stage. I always look far. I always look far. I, always, I, don't, I, don't, I don't sacrifice things that are temporary for things that are long term. Because you can enjoy something now. The pain of it will be for long. So you just, and we, the pressure is there in life. We are surrounded by so much pressure. But it's for you to make up your choice. And you'll be making that choice. You made that choice when you went to school. Others were playing. Others were going home and I say, well, this child give us, they did give us results. Or they said they give us results. It says the goat that ate it on the way. You know where they are now. Hallelujah. And I know everything is not education. But believe you me, if you are hardworking, you will get results. Fasting, then speaking in tongues. Jude chapter 1, verse 20. There are drills that will build your spirit. Amen? All right. Oh, Lord. I would need to finish this one. I know it's much, but I know it's going to be something that will impact and change us. Deployment of power, faith. Number two, compassion. Every gift is a treasure, and the power of God is a treasure. Of great price. That's what he says in Matthew chapter 13, verse 46. Matthew 13, 46. And treasures are kept in an enclosed place. Now, the gift of God in your life and my life is kept enclosed in our physical body. Because 2 Corinthians 4, 7, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, what does he say? He said, we have this treasure in what? In a heaven vessel. Now, if the power of God is kept in us, Usually that power is locked up, and for you to unlock it, and the flesh is a great lock. And so, for you to be able to release the power of God, you must be very, you must tenderize your heart. You must be very tender-hearted. You must feel for people. If you, if your reason for being used by God is so that you can show, we will never use you. Your number one qualification is that you must have feeling for people. In fact, without you praying, your heart will move and will make something happen. If you never wait for people's condition before, it's very unlikely God will move you to use to do anything. Most of the miracles of our Lord, the Bible chapter said, and he had compassion. You remember? Luke chapter 7, verses 11 forward, I think. He had compassion. When the, um, the, everywhere he had compassion. I, mean, I can't finish listing them. You know them. He had compassion. He had compassion. Even when he fed the 5,000, the apostles, they were so hard-hearted. They said, you send them away. And how do you have compassion? Practice compassion. You see? Because if you don't, and people will do things to make you hard-hearted. People will offend you. The sign that you are lacking in compassion is that if regularly, your statement is that I have my own problem, God can't use you. Anytime we say, maybe we call prayer, let us pray for people in South Sudan. They are having problems. In South Sudan, 
I'm my own spouse without here. God can't use you. No, he can't. And it's not a cause. It's the truth. God can't use you. If any time we say there's a missionary somewhere in, the, in, in some hill place or whatever, be ten, learn tenderness. Walk down Union Street. See somebody that is in lower condition than you and let your heart be filled with thanks, number one, and number two, concern for them. When you saw people sitting on the pavement, what was your thought? That serves them right. That's your thought. That serves them right. Why should you be taking drugs? Jesus never does that. Even though, now, if God were to do that serves you right, will you be sitting there? Your just only a few. But I know the who is inside, whatever that means. Your agreement is inside. Who will sit? If thou shalt mark iniquity, who shall stand? If thou shalt mark iniquity, who will stand? Some could have died through motor accident. Some could have caught, you know, diseases that could have killed you at that time. Some could have, you know, what you smoked or drank. The time you got drunk and you got behind stairs, somehow you got home, you could have been dead. Some of you, you know what I'm talking about. So, have a tender heart. No matter what, I feel for people. Once you feel for people, God will use you. In fact, this match that is coming, I'll be hearing testimony, not of what God has done in your life only, but what God has used you to do. Because we see how many people that are hurting our midst. And you, we need to minister to them. And God will lead you to minister to them. In the name of Jesus Christ. And also... How do we have this thing? Not only by faith, not only by compassion, but by hard work. Somebody say hard work. work. And availability. Hard work. Spiritual things, they are hard work. Prayer is hard work. This one that we pray and we sleep off. But Father, you understand. You get to jump on the bed. Oh, I'm not talking to you alone. Or even me. What God is saying is hard work. On your knees, hard work. James, the less, I think he was the one, they said the man prayed until his knees became like that of camel. In our time now, if I say, jump up, let us pray everybody. After we are paced down, I know I understand though, and God understands. After we are paced down one or two minutes, ah, this is what I say, we start, you start. Don't you know, even sometimes, Taking yourself, I'm not, I'm not preaching, um, um, you know, what do you call it now? Um, when people try and, you know, beat their body for no point. I'm not preaching that. I'm talking of that. Going all the distance, knowing that there's a price you need to pay to get what you need. And it's called for. Sometimes you, you turn up in a program, not necessarily, but you know that it's part of it. Because everything adds up. Everything adds up. But the joy of it is that God wants to bless us. God wants to use you. Finally, we mentioned in big topics, number one, that how you can get the power, how you can deploy the power, and number three, how to account for the power or accountability of power. You need to account for it. And there are three questions that we ask you when you are accounting for the power. Number one, did you use it? No matter how much we think that the day of reckoning will not come, it will come. It will come. It will come. And the oil problem in our city is the day of reckoning that has come. Because we were not prepared, we were cut out. 
Then I think we always come. Human beings, we think it won't come. It will come. One day we see Jesus. It will come. And when we see him, question number one, did you use the power? Number two, I've not got time to expatiate, but the Holy Spirit will help you with it. Number two, how did you use the power? How did you use the power? Is it for selfish gain? Is it for only your family? Did you use it with partiality? Number three question, did you take credit for it? Did you take credit for it? Most of the credit people take is in their hearts. They won't be bold enough to say so. And the way we know you are taking credit is that because very soon power will be released. Oh, it will be released. I know it. This month will be a, a, a turnaround month. In spite of the fact that you are not believing it for yourself, God will grab you and use you. The same God that grabbed me when I was not ready, he grabbed me. He will grab you. He will put his spirit in you and you will be a blessing to the church. The easy way that we know that we take credit for it is that a sister came and come and testify. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. A brother came. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then he said, ah, thank God. I was in this problem. But thank God, somebody, you know, I was, I, I prayed. I prayed a lot. And somebody prayed with me too. But you knew that you are doing VG with this person. <laughs> and didn't mention your name. And something in you rises up. And say, you didn't see this in great. Oh, give credit to God. One day, the account will be opened. The role you played will be known. He actually said that those that give arms in this world and people applaud them, he said they have received their reward. Don't give me my reward here. Don't give me here. Don't give me where you are testifying. It's good to encourage one another that, you know, God used brother X, but I know that. But please, tone it down so that I don't get all the reward here. Because by the time you all applaud and say, ah, pastor, pray with him. Ah, pastor, fasted with or for him or whatever. Then all the reward is gone. I don't want it here. They do take credit for it. We will pray. In conclusion, first and foremost, are you qualified? Do you have the right to use the power? Do you have it? And don't be deceived by those who use other means, human psychology, motivational skill, but not Holy Spirit power. What we are looking for is Holy Spirit power. And when the Holy Spirit, it stands out, it stands different. I want you to rise up with me. As I mentioned, I believe this last teaching of this month is worth the extra minutes we will spend here just to go through all this line by line, step by step. And I'm sure the result by the special mercy of God will be coming back. Say the result will be coming back. What I'm trusting God is that my ears will always be hearing what God is using you to do in the life of others. I want to hear more of that. I want to hear a lot of it. I want to hear plenty of it. Week in, week out. Turn it down, Femi. I want to hear plenty of it. That it will be obvious that it is brother X, sister Y that God has used to change somebody's situation. To the extent that when you hear something, 
you will have dealt with it before you escalate it to pastor. And there are times to escalate. There are times that escalate things too. But you say, ah, uh, that person, uh, X, Y, Z issue, whatever it is. Oh, let's pray. And you pray. And the person say, God has done it. But we need to get a few things right. Number one, do you have the right? You might need to rededicate your life. You might need to make a fresh decision. Whichever one it is, let's do it now. You agree with me? Let's do it what? So that the next few prayers we will pray, we can be confident that the Lord has had them. Every one of us, no matter what level you are, turn your heart over unto him. Search me, O God, I know my heart today. See if there be some wicked ways in me. Whatever ought not to be that is in our lives, that the Lord will remove today. I said the Lord will remove today. And the right to bear that power, to carry that power, that right will be restored to you today. Talk to God on your own. And then we take a few confessional prayers. Just talk to God. And over the din of my voice, just, just yield your heart and say, Lord, you know me, you know me. You know this area of failure. You know this area of weakness. You know this area of, you know, and this could have eaten into the authority and the right that I have. This school, I might probably even be totally out. I don't know. But Lord, receive me back today. Forgive me my errors. Take me on. Take me back. Settle me by your grace and by your power. And let your name and your name only be glorified. Thank you, Father Lord. I pray that as you pray those prayers, as you are praying those prayers, the Lord will give you a new and renewed authority. To receive and use this power in the name of the Lord Jesus. And it's coming your way in Jesus' name. We pray that the Lord will grant you this holy power as you open yourself unto him. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20. So the opening will be a prime personal declaration by you. He said, I stand and knock. At the door. If anyone will open the door, I will come in and we sup with him. I will come in and have deep and close fellowship with him. That's what he's saying there. So we're going to pray. Are you going to ask? Because as you pray this prayer, believing there will be things that will begin to happen in our lives. The heavens opened over Jesus. And the spirit came like a door. So you need to open your heart as well. So that the spirit will say, Father, I open my heart to you. Please send the Holy Spirit and his power into my life. In the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that by according to your word, I open myself unto you. In the name that's above all names, please send the Holy Spirit and his power into my life. Let me enter a new phase of my life where I will function in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I declare with my own mouth. I say, Lord, I open my heart unto you. I open my heart unto you. I open my heart unto you. Every area where I'm closed, I say, Lord, from today, I shall be open. Any selfish reason, whatever may cause closeness in our hearts, remove today, oh God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. It says, covet earnestly the best gift. You have asked for the one that he gives without you asking. Ask for the one that he gives by you asking. That every good gift that will make my reward on the last day to be very big, released to my life today. Lord, release to my life. And after that, I will make some declaration about some people here as the Spirit is plumbing. Query quickly, pray. Query quickly, pray. Lord, please send this gift. We read from... From, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 to 11, a listing of the possible gift there, gifts of healing, gifts of prophecy, even gift of help that is not listed, and many exhortations. You might be the one God has called to encourage somebody doing it under the power of the Holy Spirit so that people may stay in the church, so that people may grow, so that people may be disciples. He is calling you, he is calling you, he is calling you. Receive his power today. Receive his special grace today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, we open our hearts and we plead for more of this gift, oh God. Call on him, call on him. It does not matter whatever you are desire. If there's something that has been painful to you when you see it, that may be an area God wants to use you. And you see, we use you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We cannot talk about walking in the power of the Holy Spirit without the Holy Spirit displaying his power. And he will display his power here today. I said he will show himself strong here today. I just want us to spend a moment or two. It's very pivotal this Sunday. I'm repeating it. Very, very pivotal. It's going to be like a watershed Sunday for us. There shall be pre twenty sixth of it's twenty twenty sixth. Am I right? Pre twenty sixth of February twenty seventeen and post twenty sixth of February. Post twenty sixth of February, this church will be unrecognizable by anybody else because there shall be. So I'm taking my time. So know it for sure. God is doing something, and there's no pain that we have gone through before that we ever repeat itself here. There's no back challenge that we have experienced before that we ever occur again. Post 26 February is glorious in the name of the Lord Jesus. So as we just glorified him who is mighty. Because I want the spirit of the anointing for prophecy not only to rest upon me but to rest upon you. So that as we begin, as I begin to speak by the Holy Spirit, he will be expanding it for you as well. He will be putting the top up for you as well. And he will show himself mighty in the name of the Lord Jesus. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor. We give you adoration. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Another few minutes, just bless him in this place. Worship him in the beauty of holiness. Holiness, worship him with all your heart. Worship him with strength. When you are, where you are weak, receive strength right now. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. 
Thank you, Jesus. Continue, continue to worship Him. Continue to worship Him. Continue to worship Him. Where we raise up praise, the Holy Spirit comes in power. He comes in His glory. We have been equipped to go forward. But the Lord wants to show you the possibility of what He can do here today. Yes, Lord. Bless the Lord all that is with Him. Give Him praise. Give Him honor. Hallelujah. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be holy. Lift him on me, this place with me. Glorify Jesus right now. Glorify Jesus right now. Adonai, Hinderi Saporia Tashendiri Alabo. Adonai, Adonai. Yes, Lord, Adonai. Oh, yes, have your place.
great to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let the Holy Spirit of the living God fill me to overflowing right now. In the name of Jesus, lift your hands unto the heavens and I know the Holy Spirit will move over you right now and do mighty things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Jehovah. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. No longer shall you move around in circle in the name of the Lord Jesus. What has become a monthly, weekly, or yearly ritual? Ritual of evil. Ritual or repetition of what does not glorify God. Today, they become terminated in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that includes ordinary application you write. If the answer has been one negative way before, no longer shall it be so in the name of Jesus. Receive the touch of the master right now. Someone here, the Lord says, is going to touch your tongue. From now on, whenever you decree a thing, watch those tongues. Because it shall come to pass in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name that's above all names, no longer shall you be at the mercy of human being anymore. I repeat myself. From today onward, you will not be at the mercy of human being. From now on, only God will determine your destiny. And he asked me to tell you, he has determined it to be right. Where you are struggling, he's giving you help right now. Somebody here or remotely, something swollen in your body is melting right now. It is settled. Some of you have been healed. The enemy is trying to bring that illness back. There is a reversal back to the healed state. It is back to normal. It is back to normal. The month of March shall be our month of fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Every troubled water shall cease in your life. No more running up and down. By the spirit of prophecy, I decree that you will have more than enough testimony to tell non-Christians. And by your testimony, they will run to Jesus. That which we have heard, that which we have seen, that which we have touched of the Lord of life, declare we unto you. That shall be your testimony. Once I was blind, I now can see. I may not know many theology, but I know Jesus. I know his power. Receive a newness of manifestation of power. You shall be the evidence. Mm. Evidence. The world is looking for evidence. God does not exist, they say. If God exists, why this problem, they say. Why do we do things the way we just want to? And God has no revenge, they say. Show me that God is real. From now on, the evidence shall be you in the name of Jesus. 
The work of Jesus in you shall be the evidence for the world to see. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Can God prosper? You say he can. How do you know? See me. Can God heal? How do you know? Yes, I know. Look at me. Can God save the most difficult situation and intractable condition? Yes, he can. How do you know? Look at me. Let that be the testimony in this heart going forward in the name of Jesus. Lift your two hands unto the heaven. God is commissioning us right now. He's commissioning and harm me right now. And harm me right now. Because with this impartation that we are receiving today, we are going to go into the new crannies of this city, carrying the sign of the Lord, carrying the sign of power, carrying the sign of power, carrying the sign of power, carrying the sign of divine power. Receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus. There's a man here, the devil said you'll be the exception. I refuse that word. You are not the exception. In the name of the Lord Jesus. This week shall be transformational. God is visiting you this week. And that visitation shall be a permanent one in the name of Jesus. We are going higher. We are going further. And for the master we are going in the name of Jesus. Weak spirit be turned to strong spirit. Ah, receive the heart of Jesus. Receive the heart of Jesus. Receive the heart of power. Receive the heart of power. Receive the heart of Jesus. You are not weak. You are strong. Oh, let the weak say I'm strong because of what the Lord has done. You are not crying anymore. And that marital blessing is coming. No more delay. No more delay. The ring that you have been eyeing, thinking that you will wear it, and years since you have passed, you have not worn it. It takes only a quarter of a year for that to be actualized. If you know God is speaking unto you, receive it now in the name of the Lord Jesus. And there shall be a performance. There shall be a performance. You used to believe before that the Lord will give you triple. You are just saying, just give me one now. No more. Old vision, old, old thoughts are returning now. They are returning now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, we thank you. Let your glory distill upon us. Never to rise again. We shall never be the same. Rise up and shine. Rise up and shine. Ah, there is no dead. If you are shining, you cannot be ignored. <laughs> Who can ignore light? And the brighter you shine, the more the attention will be drawn to you for good. One more time, rise up and shine. Shine for Jesus. And let his name be glorified. Father, we thank you. Give him praise and honor. He's worthy. He's worthy.
For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.